0: Truth by Firelight. From Flashbangs and Frag Grenades. By Calchaxis. Read by Sam Gabriel. Based on League of Legends by Riot Games. Chapter 1 Piltover was never a silent city. Zawn, either, for that matter. As a rule, neither city slept when it could be working, and that extended from its citizens to Piltover's own sheriff. Of late, Caitlin had gotten far more sleep in the past week than she had intended, thanks to the injuries she'd earned at Dam Sextus. Admittedly, facing down a lunatic with a tri-barreled rotator cannon on a narrow catwalk hadn't been the best of ideas, but she hadn't had much choice in the matter. Fighting someone like Jinx at anything but-extreme range was a losing proposition in most circumstances. Even Vi had barely limped out of that fight, and her Atlas gauntlets hadn't even managed that. The fight in the dam had been harrowing in more ways than one. It had been a catastrophic failure in so many ways. They had walked into a trap, and the worst part was that Caitlin couldn't even put a finger on anything she'd even done wrong— beyond lacking the time for proper reconnaissance. Even that wasn't an error, really. The time it would have taken to gather useful intel would have rendered the intelligence itself entirely useless. Still, it was that lack that had seen them walk unprepared into a dam that Jinx had riddled with explosives, not realizing she had, for perhaps the first time, actually enlisted help. Jinx had always worked alone prior to the events of Dam Sextus, It was the single saving grace Piltover enjoyed that the loose cannon of Zaun was also a lone wolf. Now, though, she had shown herself to be working not only with the firelights, but with a third, unknown confederate whose only known quality was that Jinx called them Blondie. They couldn't have possibly predicted the interference of Echo, much less the unknown quantity who had actually set off the bomb— that knowledge was cold comfort to her and to the families of the forty-odd enforcers who had lost their lives in the attack, though. You're sure he's coming? Kaelin asked quietly. Sure as I can be, Cupcake. The pair of them were sitting on the roof of a lonely, half-built spire that towered over one of the great chasms of Zon. It was unfinished, because its original owner had been arrested on charges of corruption thanks to certain pieces of crucial intelligence provided by their new Demacian liaison. It had left the spire as the property of the council, and no plans or funding for completion. That also made it an ideal neutral meeting ground between Piltover and Zahn. Vi had left a message at an old firelight dead drop. One echo had given her in case they needed to talk— for emergencies only, and on the condition that she could not share it with anyone. Not even Caitlin. Caitlin hadn't asked about it. She'd already asked so much of Vi. All she could hope now was that Echo responded. They needed to know if Jinx and the Firelights were on the same side now. If they were, then that... That could spell disaster for Piltover. Hey, Kate. You sure you're up for this? Vi asked after a moment. "'I know your side's still giving you trouble.' "'I'm fine,' Caitlin replied quietly. "'Just stiff.' Vi made a soft noise of assent and thankfully dropped the subject. The truth was that she was in pain, a lot of it. Her ribs ached ferociously, and her whole side felt like one big bruise. She was certain Vi already knew that, though. "'You know,' Vi started... It's funny, I ain't even that worried about Jinx and Echo working a job together. Caitlin turned to her and raised an eyebrow. Really, it sounds downright apocalyptic to me. Nah, Vi shook her head. If anything, it means Jinx is working with a conscience now. Echo's a bleeding heart. She chuckled softly, like me. That was an angle she hadn't considered. Echo has a leash on Jinx's more chaotic impulses. What freaks me out is the one who tripped the detonator. Caitlin frowned, her mind wrapping around that line of thought and trying to follow it only to fail. Why? she asked after a moment. Bringing down a dam is an sizable undertaking. Having a redundant trigger is a rather basic countermeasure. Sure, but you're still thinking like a pilty cupcake. Vi reached over and tapped her forehead with a finger. This wasn't an enforcer, Rob. This is Jinx. I don't. Jinx put the detonator for her bombs in someone else's hands, Kate, Vi pressed. And Caitlin finally seized onto the thread of logic that Vi was following. Of course. For the enforcers, redundancies were a fact of life. Sign everything in triplicate, never have one fallback without three more. It was a Piltoven way of life, but for Jenks, she put her life in someone else's hands. Vi finished. Oh. Caitlin leaned back against a welded support strut and blew out a breath. Well, shit. Vi snorted. Yeah, well, shit indeed. That means there's somebody out there that my notoriously fucking paranoid sister trusts enough to be the trigger for her most dangerous shit. Perhaps it was a sign that she was too much a pilty, as Vice said, that that hadn't even occurred to her. Now, though, the concept was actually staggering. That Jinx, who suffered from paranoid delusions and hallucinations at the very least, trusted anybody that much was terrifying. What kind of person must that be? especially since the last person she had seemingly trusted that much had been her sociopathic ganglord father, Silco. "'I recognize my error, then,' Caitlin replied hollowly. "'That certainly changed things.' Any further conversation was drowned out by the hum of hoverboard engines, and Caitlin straightened out while Vi squared her shoulders and braced herself. "'They'd come unarmed, per Echo's rules for any meetings,' It wasn't the first time they'd conferred with the leader of the firelights, but this would undoubtedly be the tensest. Adding firearms and Atlas gauntlets to the mix wouldn't have helped. Besides, they desperately needed an explanation. All of Piltover needed an explanation, in fact, and Echo was the only one that Caitlin trusted to give them, even considering their recent clash. Echo was many things, but among them was honorable. Being suddenly surrounded by ten, yes, Caitlin counted at least ten firelights, did stretch that assumption of honor, though. Hey, little man. Fi stepped forward, holding her arms out to show her lack of weapons. You sure brought a lot of guys to this little meeting. I thought we were friends. The firelight in the owl mask floated idly before them, Setting at rest on his board that hovered over what must have been a thousand-meter drop. "'Can you blame me?' he asked, his voice distorted by the rebreather of his mask. "'We're not the ones who blew up a dam,' Caitlin said, stepping up beside Vi. "'I thought we had an understanding.' A bitter laugh crackled out of his mask speakers as Echo drifted forward on his board and dropped onto the landing of the spire. His coat hung heavy on his compact frame its drab colors broken by spatters and tags painted across its breadth by the younger firelight, a constant reminder of who he was fighting for. The mask came off with a pneumatic hiss, revealing the hard lines of Echo's face. He was handsome in a rakish way, but the determined set of his eyes reminded Caitlin of no one so much as her own mother. This was someone willing to die for a cause that was greater than themselves. We did. Echo said. Still do. But Zong comes first with me. Someone's got to protect the fisher folk. And the enforcers clearly have better places to be. I get that, and I really want to believe you, little man, but we just wrote about three dozen condolence letters from Kate's hospital bed. Vi nodded towards her with a scowl. What was so important you had to knock over a dam with jinx? Echo narrowed his eyes at Vi. And that withering gaze swept over Caitlin as well. After a moment of silence, Echo waved his hand, silently dismissing his men. They obeyed with a speed and discipline that wouldn't have looked out of place in an enforcer. Unlike the enforcers, though, this obedience stemmed from pure respect for their leader. If Zahn could ever truly unite, then Caitlin hoped it would be under a man like Echo rather than another Silco. I've got a lot to say about your sister, Vi. And not much of it is good. But at least she never forgot where she came from. Vi bristled. Hey, I'm doing everything I can to help from where I am, right? You think I've forgotten what it was like growing up with nothing? Scrounging for food and dodging Grayson's bully boys every time they deigned to set a boot in the lanes? Her rage fell on disinterested ears as Echo shrugged and waved off Vi's tirade. And Caitlin lost the conversation entirely as he spat his reply in rapid, scathing gutlough. Vi bared her teeth in an animal snarl as she argued back, her words vanishing into her own curling, sibilant dialect. It was similar to Echo's, but where the firelight's words had a bared edge to them, Vi's were smoother and more flowing, such that it was hard to tell where one word ended and the next began. Echo clearly had no issue understanding her, though, and they argued back and forth for several minutes. Those minutes only reinforced how much distance there was between her and Vi's respective childhoods. The pair argued like siblings, with flailed arms and shouts, and even if Caitlin couldn't understand their words, she could see the shadows of their meaning. It was something Caitlin had never known, being an only child, and on the heels of that she was hit with another pang of guilt. Seeing Vi that way, arguing like that, only reminded her of how much she had given up to be with Caitlin. She gave up her home and what precious little was left of her family. She had forsaken her city and her past knowing that no Zawnite would ever trust her after being married to a pilty and certainly not being married to the sheriff. Yeah, Echo snapped, suddenly swapping back to the common to note, well, you might have been born in the lanes, but I bet your water runs shiny and clean now, huh? Echo shoved Vi back, and she knocked his hand away. And you say you're fighting for Zahn, but what the fuck does cracking a dam and killing forces have to, to do with- it? stop a sumpfall, genius. Echo barked over her. Sumpfall? Whatever a sumpfall was, it must have been bad, because Caitlin had never seen Vi shut up so quickly before. Her face went pale, her jaw clenched, and she actually stepped back from Echo. Pardon the... pilty question, Caitlin began quietly, finally finding a place to re-enter the conversation. But... sumpfall? Echo turned and gave Caitlyn a flat look, then looked back at Vi and said, You want to explain it or should I? Assuming you even remember. To Caitlin's surprise, Vi didn't look offended. If anything, she looked admonished. Nah, I, uh, remember, Vi said as she turns to Caitlin. So, uh, in Zaun, there are these big machines, right? Outflow manifolds, huge ones. You could fit a town in them. The floodgates, what about them? They were a marvel of engineering, certainly. pre and built in Councilor Heimerdinger's own relative youth. They hadn't opened in decades, though. There was no need. Per their colloquial name, they were only there in case of extreme flooding. You ever been there? Seen them? I asked. Kaelin shook her head. No, the enforcers never go down that deep into Zorn. It's like asking to vanish. Yeah, well, there's a reason for that. Those manifolds are populated. The bottom dropped out of Caitlin's stomach. That's insane. The words were out of her mouth before she could stop them, and Echo returned them with a look so arid it could have contented with Shirema, while Vi had the good grace to simply flinch. Echo shook his head and sighed. Look.
1: His voice was low but hard. I get it.
0: You don't know what it's like down there, he gestured off the edge of the spire and down towards Zahn, because you can't, because you'll never understand, because you can't possibly understand what it's like to have nothing, all because someone above you stole everything you might have had decades before you were even born, so you don't know what it means to just make do. No, I'm, I'm sorry, Caitlin said softly. You're right, I don't. Most of the room down in Zone is taken up by factories, foundries, and chem plants. People cram in where they can find because Piltover never cared enough to fix anything that didn't impact their bottom line. I know, but...
1: Stop saying that!
0: Echo roared. And both she and Vi jumped. In the years she had known Echo, one thing that had never happened was that the young man had never actually yelled. It was shocking. It knocked her back on her heels, put a sharp knife of fear in her chest, and before she could think, she was reaching to her hip for silence reigned over the building. Disrupted only by Echo's anger fading away among the half-built struts and superstructure. Gonna shoot me for yelling, Enforcer? Echo asked flatly. Caitlin's hand fell from her hip and shame burned in her chest. She hadn't even thought about it. It had been a reflex. True, she had those reflexes for a variety of reasons, but still, there was so much of her that knew, knew, that she was better than that. That she should be better than that. No, Caitlin said. I'm sorry, Echo, I'm... I'm sorry. Yeah, I know, but you don't know, so stop saying it. Echo ran a hand over his head, brushing his dreadlocks from his face. Anyways, we make do, he continued grimly. The manifolds are big, open, and easy to access if you know the pipes. There are families there. Thousands of people, men, women, children. What are you saying, little man, huh? I asked as she turned back to him. That you roped my sister into blowing a dam to save lives, and she actually did it? Caitlin wasn't sure what she'd been expecting from Echo in terms of a response, but full-bellied laughter certainly wasn't it. His laughs practically shook the girders and he held up a hand as he tried and failed to get it under control. That lasted for a full minute before finally, breathlessly, shaking his head and saying, Oh, Vi, you got it backward. I wasn't the one who was there first. She was. Vi spat something short and sharp and got loud and Echo laughed. Nope, I'm serious. I was following her. "'because she usually keeps her shit out of Zaun, "'but suddenly she was diving through the pipes "'in the middle of a storm. "'Call me curious.' "'Why?' Fire snapped. "'To save lives,' Echo said. "'To stop the sumpfall from drowning thousands of Zaunites.' "'I know, because I asked the same question. "'I don't buy it,' Fyre said, "'shaking her head and laughing hollowly. "'No way. "'You think I'm stupid?' Echo said, I went up to the Manifolds a few hours after we broke the dam to check the readouts. He shoved his hand into his coat, pulled out a thick envelope, and held it out to the both of them. Vi took it with shaking hands and opened it up. Inside was a stack of automatically generated reports, the kind that were very hard, if not outright impossible, to fake. Many people, even among the enforcers, thought that Vi was little more than a thug with inside knowledge of Zahn, the truth, though, was that she was brilliant in her own way. As Vi had once put it, you don't survive in Zom without knowing how to tinker. She understood the reports the same as Caitlin did, and the evidence was damning. "'Ours,' Echo said after a moment. "'That's how much time we had left before the manifolds opened. Hours. "'Shit.' Vi put a hand over her mouth. She looked like she was going to be sick, which was fair.' Caitlin felt very much the same. They had been hours away from an unfathomable loss of life, and no one in Piltover even knew. They were trying to evacuate when we got there, Echo continued. There were so many of them. You could see it on their faces that they all thought they were going to die. But. but they were trying to flee anyway. He sank down and sat cross-legged on the floor. Except. dawn came, and. the manifolds didn't open. And they thought it was a miracle until local scuttlebutt got around that Jinx, loose cannon Jinx, had blown a pilty dam nearby and diverted the outflow. He looked back up at the two of them with an expression of rank disbelief. They think she's a hero. And maybe they're kind of right. I mean, in one night, Jinx probably saved as many Zonite lives as you and I have over the past five years combined. Silence settled once more over the spire as Caitlin sank down to sit on the cold metal floor with Echo. Vi joined them a moment later. It was too much all at once. It made no sense. Her mind wheeled and reached and calculated, but nothing connected. Nothing made any sense. If Echo was telling the truth, and the evidence in front of her certainly suggested that, then Jinx had just fundamentally broken every single pattern that she had ever established and she did have patterns. For all of her chaos and destruction, she was like any apex predator. She had preferred prey and places she avoided. Echo's remark about Jinx generally avoiding causing trouble in Zon held true to Caitlin's dossier on the woman, and she had always chalked it up to the base-level equivalent of not shitting in one's own backyard, as it were. Now, though, that whole file may as well be useless.' There was nothing in her examinations of over a hundred different crime scenes bearing Jinx's distinctive neon-painted touch that suggested any kind of forethought or even just purpose. Nothing, that is, except... She's still in there, isn't she? I asked
1: distantly as she looked up at Echo. Powder, I mean, my sister. She's still in there. Echo shook his head. I don't know about that. That's Arts
0: to her, and she remembers something, I think. Some stuff, but her head is still a tin can full of nails and gunpowder. She remembered me, Vi replied. And Caitlin looked up sharply. Right before she fell, before you caught her, she said it, she said, Hey Vi, I remember you. And then she was gone.
1: You never told me that. Caitlin said, looking up at Vi, who
0: winced. Yeah, well, you we were kind of unconscious for a few days, and then the moment you were up, you were working, and... Vi looked away, and Caitlin deflated. Vi was right. The moment she'd woken up, there hadn't been a thought in her head, but for damage control, thousands of Piltovans still lacked power. Almost ten percent of the whole of Piltover's power grid had relied on that dam, which stretched output dangerously thin. That didn't excuse her negligence, though. Her wife had just fought her sister nearly to death. She could have at least spared a few hours to talk to her about it. She should have. Do you believe her? Kewin asked, and Vi shrugged. It was a curiously childish habit— and one she'd never lost, despite the passage of years. It was something that Caitlin loved about her, actually. Vi's perennial nonchalance had a certain waggish charm that very much appealed to Caitlin. I don't know, Cupcake, I really don't, Vi replied as she hung her head. I didn't at first, but every time I think she's gone, something happens, and I... I can't help but wonder. Just because she remembers you, Echo said quietly, doesn't mean that's powder. I was supposed to take care of a little man, and Vander told me to take care of her. Vi wrapped her arms around herself and started to shake, and Caitlin was by her side in a heartbeat. She held on as Vi's shoulders quaked and dry, racking sobs left her. Caitlin held on as tears slipped painfully down her cheeks, and a moment later Echo had moved beside them to lay a hand on Vi's shoulder and hold on as best he could the distant younger brother and the estranged older sister. In a way, Caitlin envied their ability to ignore their differences in the face of pain. No matter how angry Echo was, Vi was still family, and he was there for her. Vi laid a hand on Echo's, and her other hands took Caitlin's, and she pulled them in. And suddenly Vi found herself in the midst of a clumsy hug involving Echo, who seemed to be doing his level best to ignore her presence without pulling away for Vi's sake. It seems there's one thing we both know, Caitlin said, looking up at Echo after a brief awkward moment. What's that? That we both love Violet. Very much. Echo rolled his eyes, but he didn't argue the point. He even smiled a little. It was a good expression, and one that Caitlin had seen far too seldom on the occasionally overly serious young man. Fuck Vi held on to the both of them even tighter, and Caitlin turned her attention back to Vi. What is it? I-, I
1: hurt her, Kate,
0: Vi choked out.
1: I hurt my baby sister.
0: Caitlin frowned, then swallowed hard as the memory came back to her in a rush. The detonator, the blowback of Vi's atlas gauntlets as she rushed forward. The sound of bone and metal crunching sickeningly, and Jinx's scream. Her
1: hand, Caitlin whispered. Then looked up at Echo, who gave her a grim nod. It's gone, down past
0: her wrist, Echo confirmed. Shit, Vi barked. She was, she was trying to save people. She was doing the right thing. And I, fuck, you didn't know. Caitlin pulled her wife close, cradling her head against her chest as she rocked Vi back and forth. You didn't know, and she wouldn't tell you, Vi, this is not your fault. Even if she had told you, you wouldn't have bought it, Echo said as he stood up and cracked his neck. That's not fair, Caitlin retorted, glaring up at him. Yeah? So if Jinx told you all that, then you, Miss Sheriff Enforcer, would have let her blow the whole damn to bits. Well, I... Kate went started, then stopped as she realized she wasn't even sure where she'd been going. As much as she hated to admit it, Echo was right. She wouldn't have believed Jinx. Vi probably wouldn't have either. Even if they had, she would never have been able to countenance letting Jinx blow the whole of damn Sextus without proof. And that proof would have taken hours to acquire. Hours that would have resulted in the most horrifying proof of all when the manifolds opened and washed away thousands upon thousands of lives. She was right, Vi chucked out. Who? Jinx, Powder, whoever she is, she was right, Vi spat. I asked her why, and all she said was that it didn't matter. Then I told her it didn't have to be like this, and she said, Yeah, it did. And I didn't get it,
1: but she got it. She knew. She knew she didn't have
0: time to waste convincing you two, Echo said. And she was right. This doesn't make any sense, Caitlin muttered. It does, but you won't see it, Echo said. You can't. What does that even mean? Caitlin glared up at Echo, who just shook his head. Doesn't matter. Jinx is still public enemy number one in Piltover, and the council won't settle for anything less than her head after what she did. Echo stepped back and settled his feet on his hoverboard. Anyway, you got your answers. Damn. Echo laughed as he kicked open the throttle on his board. It must suck to know the Enforcers give so little of a shit about Zahn that Jinx saves more trenchy lives than they do. It did, as Echo put it, suck. Even after years, even from her position of sheriff, Caitlin's ability to change the Piltoven processes from the inside had been... Frustratingly limited. Between the horror of the Council attack, the secession of Zon, and simple inertia, changes came slowly. And that was if they came at all. The corruption that had been there during her mother's day was still sadly, firmly entrenched. Lux had been doing a lot to help with that. Her talents took her places that Caitlin and the Enforcers couldn't go, and she was desperately hopeful that those consequences from the shadows would encourage the change that altruism failed to prompt. But in the end, that nebulous future change didn't matter to the people who had to live their day-to-day lives in Zahn under the uncaring heel of Piltover, which brought her neatly back around to Jinx, and the one question that was still nagging at the back of her mind, and had been since Vi had brought it up not long ago. Wait. Caitlin stood and held out a hand to Echo. One more thing, please. The whine of Echo's engine died down as he looked to Caitlin, and for a moment she thought he was going to ignore her. Then he sighed, cycled his board's engine down a gear, and said, Make it snappy. The third person at the dam. There had to be someone else. Jinx called them Blondie. Who's working with her? Who could she possibly trust so much that she puts her bombs in their hands? Echo crossed his arms and shrugged.
1: Maybe it was me. Maybe I
0: pulled the trigger before coming down again. Ball. Vi stood up next to Caitlin and stepped past her to put a finger up at Echo. There was someone else there! Come on, little man, this is important! For a long moment, Echo seemed to chew on the question. When he eventually moved, it was to knock Vi's hand away and smirk.
1: Fine. And let's say there was a third person. And let's say I know who they are. I know Ran. Caitlin swore.
0: Fine. A bargain, then. Tit for tat. What do you want? He bared his teeth in a humorless grin. Your forces swept up four of my people in a raid a couple of weeks ago, Echo said, clearly already knowing exactly what he wanted.
1: They're in Stillwater. I want them back with clean records.
0: That's... Caitlin clenched her fists, then blew out a breath. Now the answer was obvious... Four no-name firelights picked up on charges of petty theft and possession versus any solid information on Jinx was no comparison at all. Deal. As one, they turned their hands over, spat in their palms, brought their hands together in a firm grip. Caitlin even managed not to grimace at the slimy feel of it. She wasn't sure if she was thankful that Vi had shown her that particular zonite ritual, but it had proven useful a few times. So? Caitlin prompted as she reclaimed her hand and wiped it on her blouse. Who was it? Echo's grin widened as he drifted out into the shadows of the Piltoven evening and shrugged. Easy! He called out as he spread his arms and the whine of his board's engine climbed to a higher pitch. It
1: was Jinx's wife!
0: And then he was gone. Dropping down into the chasm of Zahn and leaving Caitlin staring at the empty space he had once occupied as her mind tried to grapple with the words that had come out of Echo's mouth. She turned to look over at Vi, whose jaw was hanging silently open, but before she could say a word, Vi just started to laugh. It was not a normal laugh. There was strain to it. An edge that reminded Caitlin uncomfortably of Jinx's own unhinged cackling. Hearing such a similar sound come from Vi was disturbing on a number of levels. Still, she couldn't really blame the woman. The notion of Jinx being in any kind of stable romantic relationship seemed somewhere between dangerous and deeply unhealthy. The idea of her being married was downright absurd. I get it. Vi took several deep breaths as she looked up at Caitlin. I get what happened. What? Caitlin asked. What are you talking about? Why she's so different now? I get it. Well, do you tell, Caitlin prompted. Vi shrugged again, then moved closer to Caitlin, wrapped those powerful arms around her, and laid her head against Caitlin's chest with her ear just below her left shoulder. Vi had told her once that she liked it there because when they were like that, she could hear Caitlin's heartbeat. It had been one of the most romantic things anyone had ever said to her. I think she's different for the same reason I am, Vi said more quietly, because she married someone who wanted her to get better. The person that she married God, that was an incredibly strange thing to say. Blew apart a dam, and in all likelihood, killed a number of enforcers herself. Vi nodded. Ain't saying she's a good person, Cupcake. And with the best will in the world and all the love in my heart, nobody in Zahn weeps for dead enforcers. Well, Vi certainly had a point there. You realize, Caitlin began slowly, that this may very well make Jinx even more dangerous. She was already deadly, and that was when she was beholden to little more than her whims. The idea of a version of Jinx that had anything like the kind of focus and drive owned by the man who called her his daughter was outright terrifying. Yeah, I know. Back at the dam, she was wearing Silco's jacket, wasn't she? Vi didn't answer for a moment, but Caitlin could hear her jaw clenching and her teeth grinding. That was an ugly memory by anyone's standard. Yeah. If she takes up his course again, this may turn into a war. Sighing, Vi pulled away and ran her fingers through her hair. She looked tired. More tired than a woman her age ought to. Caitlin felt it, too. She felt worn thin and pulled in too many directions. Vi must have been feeling it, too, the pull of Piltover and Zahn. We're already at war, Kay, Vi said as she turned to look past the edge of the spire. We've been at war, even if no one wants to admit it. Caitlin pressed her lips to a thin line as she joined Vi and looked down into the dizzying chasm where, if she squinted, she could see the faint beginnings of the lights of Zahn. The ghostly chem lights and neon that lit the perpetual gloom of the city. We have to make peace, and soon, she said. do know if that's on the table, Cupcake, I said grimly. I know. But I can hope. All things considered, hope might very well be all they had left. The text of this story is available on AO3. Music by dot matrix. If you would like me to record a story, voice over a character, get in touch using the contact information available on my website, which is located at samgabrielvo.com. And there you can find other stories that I've read, as well as a link to my Discord server where I record things live for your enjoyment. And finally, as always, thank you for listening.